know me, my name is Hannah. Um, I attend Family Church Portsmouth um, and my job is a finance assistant for Family Church, which I absolutely love. Um, I'm married to my husband Samuel. Um, he's a great man. Um, I love him to pieces. And tonight I have been asked to speak on the fruit of the spirit, love. I have to say, when I first got asked about this, um, Pastor Stu sent me an email and my first response was, are you sure you sent that email to the right person? But he said yes, and I'm truly honored and thankful for this opportunity to talk to you tonight. Nervous, but thankful and is Christ who lives in us and gives us the strength to do these things. So yeah, um, a little bit about me. Like I said, um, I'm married to Samuel. We've been married five years and three months today, actually. Um, and we have a very happy marriage, thankfully. <laughs> and um, it's lots of fun and adventure. We love adventure and we have a dog called Max. He's hilarious and does loads of tricks and he's very well behaved, which we're very thankful for but he does lots of awesome tricks. Um, yeah, so that's me. Um, probably a lot more I can say, but I'm probably gonna talk for a couple of minutes about, I don't know, anything really, because then some people can join and then we'll start. But um, yeah, I walked here today because I love a good walk before something and I was just so in awe by the beauty of God's creation. The, it was so warm and the sky was just like, what's it called, like a canvas. Um, and I just thought, God, we got this. And I had a bit of Lauren Daigle playing, I don't know why I did this because I haven't got headphones on, but um, Lauren Daigle playing, um, you say, you say I am, all those things. So I was like, yes, let's get ready for this. Um, but anyway, welcome, I didn't even say that. Welcome to Sunday Night Local. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Um, and I'm excited to talk on this um, subject tonight from the series Fruit of the Spirit. Um, yeah, so before we um, start on what I've got prepared, let's pray together. Um, so yeah, Father God, thank you for this um, opportunity and Holy Spirit, I just ask that you help me and guide me and give me the right words to speak tonight. Thank you for um, all the work, um, all the help you've given me in this preparation. And I just pray that this just encourages us and empowers us. And we all have a good time tonight as we talk about um, your fruit of the spirit um, aspect of love. Just thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you that you're so gracious and merciful. And we just love you so much. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so tonight we're talking about the fruit of the spirit love. So Recently, I've been reading a book called The Nine Spiritual Fronts. This book is by Pastor Danny Thornton. A lot of you probably know him. He's been to our church many a times. But in that book, The Nine Spiritual Fronts, which is actually all about the fruit of the spirit, there's a chapter in there called Love, and it's actually called Love, the Main Ingredient. And in that book, he talks about agape love. I think that's how you say that word. If it's not, I apologize. But tonight it's agape might be agape, but let's say agape, it sounds more like eloquent. So he talks about agape love. And he talks about how that is love without limits. He writes of a great explanation he found of agape love. That explanation is this. Agape love is sacrificial love that will give us the strength of God 
so we can voluntarily suffer inconvenience, discomfort and even death for the benefit of another without expecting anything in return. So in its simpler form, agape loves, love means this, loving and not expecting anything, in, um, anything back. So that's what it is, agape love, God's love means loving and not expecting anything back. Sorry, I talk with my hands a lot, so you may see my hands. Um, but I just found that so challenging, that agape love, God's love, is that we have to love without any expectation back. But I am so thankful that we have Christ, because where we are weak, he is strong for us. So while I was preparing and thinking and praying about tonight, a woman in the Bible came to my mind, and that woman is Ruth. And I truly believe the fruit of love in action is manifested beautifully throughout the story in the Bible. You see, Ruth's story is one of kindness, courage, bravery, and love in action. Ruth's life beautifully demonstrates to us the fruit of the spirit love. So we can first of all see what that fruit of the spirit love looks like, because some of us may not know, they might just think love is love. But the fruit of the spirit love is explained to us in a great part of the Bible in 1 Corinthians. You find it in 1 Corinthians 13. A lot of times this Bible verse is read at weddings and maybe, I don't know, different like things to celebrate love, engagement parties, anniversaries. But actually 1 Corinthians 13 explains to us as well um, what love is, what the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit love is. You find this in 1 Corinthians 13. Tonight I'm gonna read verses four to eight and verse 13 from the Amplified Classic Edition or version. I think that's the right word. So first of all, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. I have to say, when I was reading this, I'd never heard of the word vainglorious, but I quite like it. It's quite a good word. It is not, it's not vainglorious. I'm going to be using that word. It's quite a fun word. Anyway, following on, chapter five. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, that's God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Verse six. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Verse 7. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Let me read that again. Love bears up anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Verse eight, love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, which is the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by the truth. And then we go on to verse 13, which says, and so faith, hope and love abide. Faith, which is the conviction and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, 
This is joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation and love. True affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. I love what it says in the Passion Translation for verse 13. It says this, Until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope and love, yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. How beautiful is that? Let me read that again. Until now, there are three things that remain, faith, hope and love, yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. So beautiful. So I really love that because on my, I don't like, this is just a fun fact, but on my engagement ring, actually on the band, it says faith, hope and love. And on my wedding ring, it has a bird, which to me represents promise. So not when, only when I look at my beautiful rings, which are very beautiful, my husband had them designed, very thankful. I see that faith and love remain forever, but also the promise of that remains forever. It's a little fun fact about me. Um, anyways, back to this. Um, I just find those verses so powerful and challenging and all about love in action. I love 1 Corinthians 13, not just because it explains to us all the aspects, but because it's like an instruction book about how to love like God loves. And I work very well with good instruction. I, I'm very, that's how I am wired. If I'm told how to do something, I, I like that. So I'm very thankful for 1 Corinthians 13 to know how to love like God loves by, by reading that and digging deeper into that. So me and my husband Samuel have had many conversations about love, about what loving like Christ is like and how we ourselves um, can love like Christ. And both of us have come to this conclusion that love ultimately is a choice. You see, the fruit of the spirit of love, it's not a feeling. It's not a nice fluffy feeling about how you feel about something or someone. But the fruit, so the, yeah, so the fruit of the spirit is not a feeling. So when hard times come, which personally I've experienced, and I'm sure lots of people have, ultimately in the end of all of it, it is our choice to love. This choice goes for all relationships that we have with God, with others, you know, with friendships, different things. You see, it says in the Bible that God so loved the world. So therefore, we are to love the world and every person in it. You see, it's God's love, I'm sorry, it's God's will that none shall perish. And this is super challenging. And I know um, what I'm not saying is that we have to be the best friends with everyone and be, you know, fake and agree on everything that this person is saying. But what I am saying is God's love is not about our feelings. It is about our actions and how we live our life, live that out, how we live out that action of love. So when it comes to love in action, the choice to love at times can be a joyful one. And at times it can be, it can be hard, even really hard sometimes. But in the end, it ultimately is a choice. A choice to, at, the, at times to lay down your desires, to lay down your needs, your wants for those of another or others around you. It is sacrifice. It is communication. It is prioritizing what's important. It's continuously building on strong foundations. So when storms come, which inevitably they will for all of us, we do not sink. 
We do not break, but ultimately we remain. You see, choosing to love is also so joyful. It is truly beautiful because it is the gospel. It says in the, in the, in the book of Hebrews 12 verse 2 in the Passion Translation this, his example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Let me say that again and make it more personal to you. Jesus's example is this, because Jesus's heart was focused on the joy of knowing you, that, sorry, that uh, knowing you and that you would be his. Jesus endured the agony of the cross and conquered humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand throne of God. How amazing and beautiful is that? Thank you, Jesus. I am so in awe of Jesus's greatness sometimes. I'm just so thankful for who he is. So tonight, as we look more at love in action, let's remember that Jesus focused on the joy set before him and not the challenge of loving people who did not love him back. So, as I said earlier, let's look more into the story of Ruth. Let's look at three practical ways that Ruth loved in action. Just as you get your notebooks ready to write maybe these three points down, I'm just gonna have a drink. So, let's have a look at these three practical ways. Oh, and if you haven't read the book of Ruth, I highly recommend you do. It's not a very long book, but it's a very beautiful story and I really like it. So number one, we're going to look at how love is kind and the aspect of that fruit in the story of Ruth. So number one, love is kind. Ruth was kind. When you read the book of Ruth, you see a woman who is so kind. Her kindness is one of the reasons she was favoured by Boaz her kind and her kindness spoke loudly without her even having to say a word. This is what it says um, just after Boaz had showed Ruth favour, provision and protection. So in the book of Ruth, once Boaz has showed her favour, this is what it reads. It's in, it can be found in Ruth 2 verse 10 to 11. It says, so she fell on her face, bowed to the ground and said to him, why have I found favour in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And verse 11, and Boaz answered and said to her, it has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Did you hear that in there? It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law. You see, the kindness Ruth showed to Naomi, her mother-in-law, was recognised. It was expressed in her loyalty to her, her hospitality with her, her companionship, her friendship, her devotion, her love, and much more. On a side note, there is a show on Netflix called The Kindness Diaries, and it's all about this man that travels around the world completely on the kindness of strangers. He literally, like, starts his journey asking someone to put fuel in his like motorcycle um, and then he literally just relies on the kindness of of people he doesn't know to like stay in bed like stay in their houses and get food and fuel and as I watched this program which I thought was fascinating and it's a really good watch if you want something to watch I really saw just how humanity was created to be kind so if you want something to watch 
The Kindness Diaries. It's a very good watch. Anyways, so how can we be kind? There are many ways that we can be kind and here are a few. We can be kind by the way we talk to one another. We can be kind by how we do things for one another. We can even do things without expecting anything in return. We can listen to one another. We can give compliments, appreciation for different things. Or simply we can just smile at someone. You can even smile at someone you don't know. Smiling can simply make someone's day. That's the simple fact. You could smile at someone, they could be having a very bad day and that smile would just make their day. You don't know that, but you can still do that. You see, simply practicing these simple things can help us to love in action. So that's point one, which was that love is kind. So let's move on to point two. So first of all, we've got love is kind. And now we're gonna move on to the second point, which is love is not self-seeking. And oh, was Ruth not self-seeking? She is not someone that was looking inward, but she was looking outward. You see, throughout the book, she is always laying down her life. You'll find in the book of Ruth 1 verse 17 that it says, but, but Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and, oh sorry, she's talking to her mother-in-law at this point. Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. You see, Ruth was not self-seeking, as you can see from these verses. She was determined to honour her mother-in-law, Naomi, by staying with her. She even asked her mother-in-law not to say those things. And she didn't say, oh wait, um, I will come with you, but this, this and this. And she didn't say, I will come with you only if this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. She simply said, don't even ask me and lay down her life for Naomi. You see, I think this all sounds very familiar. I know somebody else who laid down their life for me, who tells me that he'll never leave me or forsake me. I know somebody who will never turn his back on me. You see, to me, that sounds like Christ. Just take a moment to think about that. Jesus Christ will, has already laid down his life for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you and he will never turn his back on you. No matter what's happening in your life, whether you've turned your back on him or whether you've done something silly, God will never turn his back on you because he's already laid his life down for you. So I read in this article recently, I'm really sorry, but I don't know what the article is. I forgot to write it down, so apologies. But recently I read in this article about about while I was studying, studying, while I was thinking and praying about this. And I just really believe that this quote from this um, article sums up love in action. And that, that we're talking about, about not being self-seeking. So the article reads this. I think one of the most clear examples of how love is not self-seeking is when Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane before he was crucified. He prays and asks God if there is any other way to save the world. When God says no, Jesus willfully submits to his father's plan. At no point does Jesus deny the fact that this plan is inconvenient, painful and hard. But when God tells him to do something, Jesus denies himself. Jesus picks up his cross literally and follows God. To love in a way that is not self-seeking means that your end goal is not to serve yourself. Let me say that again. 
To love in a way that is not self-seeking means that our end goal is not to serve yourself or ourselves. How challenging is this in our world, which is sadly so motivated on how to better oneself? Let us be different and be people that want to empower others around us and not just empower ourselves and better oneself. But the good news I have for you today is that we have the help of the Holy Spirit. So we've got, so we've been through those two points. We've had love is kind and love is not self-seeking. And this is my last point from the book of Ruth called love is patient. So number one, love is kind. Number two, love is not self-seeking. And number three, love is patient. Obviously these are just bits I've pulled out. This isn't all of what love is for God. I've just time, you know, time, haven't got much time. Um, I don't really want more time, but there you go. I don't know why I've said that. Anyway, love is patient. So the definition of patience is this. It is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. So here is my personal like thing that I see when I read the book of Ruth. And here it is. Ruth was patient. As I personally read through the book of Ruth, I see a hidden story of patience. I see Ruth being married for 10 years and not having any children with her husband. Then I see Ruth lose the man she loves and choose to stay connected to him by staying with her mother-in-law, Naomi. I see the patient wait of the promise of having children. I am sure that at times Ruth thought this is never gonna happen, but then enters Boaz, the Kingsman Redeemer to her story and hope ignites again. You see, the thing I love about Ruth is there is no mention of her complaining. There is no mention of her barrenness. But when you see her son Obed born, you hear the joy of that waited for promise coming to fulfillment. And the beautiful thing about Ruth is even in the birth of her firstborn son that she patiently waited for, does she take all of the, like, I don't know what the word is, glory, probably the wrong word, but no, she allows Naomi to be the center of it all. Hear what it says in Ruth 4, verse 13 to 15. It says this, so Boaz took Ruth into his home and she became his wife. When he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant and, gave birth, and she gave birth to a son. Then the woman of the town said to Naomi, praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Here you can see that people even see that her daughter-in-law loved her. So as you can see from this last point and even some throughout the other points, you actually see all the points manifesting together. You, um, you see kindness, you see not being self-seeking, and you see patience. For you see that love is not just doing one part great. It is about it all being entwined and working together. Patience is not denying the weight, but it is the attitude of how we wait. Let me say that again. Patience is not denying the weight, but it is the attitude of how we wait. It is trusting in the Lord with all our hearts and not relying on our own understanding. 
In my life personally, I've had to wait. I pray and hope that I waited well. At times I know I have, and at other times, not so much. But I remember one time I was talking to God. I was talking to him when a time in my life was really tough and I did not understand at all what was going on and why everything was happening the way it was. And in that talk with God, I realized that I had to make a decision. And the decision was this, that God knows best. That God's plan for me was better than what I thought it should be or look like. I had to come to the conclusion and accept that if it was different to what I wanted, then I had to be okay with that and trust that God's plan ultimately would be the best plan. Am I saying this was easy? Absolutely not. Am I saying that I had peace? Actually, I did have peace. Am I saying it's a journey? I'm saying it still is a journey, an everyday journey. I think it always will be. But my encouragement to anyone who is waiting which I'm sure many of us are, for different things in different ways. I believe waiting is just a part of life, really, for different things. My advice to you is trust him. Be con allow God in, trust him, be conscious to wait well, and surround yourself with those who build you up and do not feed on the impatience of the waits. You see, a great thing happened to me in my wait. My great friend truly blessed my heart when she bought me a faith gift. It was a gift to give to, for my waited for promise when it came to fulfillment. The gift came with a beautiful card with encouragement and Bible verses. And for years, yep, not days, not weeks, not months, but for years, that gift reminded me in my wait that I was not alone in the journey, that I had God but I also had other people who were standing with me, believing with me, waiting well with me. So to my friend who is probably listening, thank you. Thank you for expressing love in action for patience and for walking in patience with me. I'm truly thankful for what you did. So there's this verse about patience I absolutely love and I've been reading it a lot in um, the current times that we find ourselves in and as we wait to find out what's going to happen next and just about everything that we've been talking about and it says in Psalm 27 verse 14 in the Passion Translation this Here's what I've learned through it all Don't give up Don't be impatient Be entwined as one with the Lord be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. Let me read that one more time. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. So as we've looked through tonight, let's just recap. We looked at the Book of Ruth, the three points. We looked more in depth at love being kind, love being not self-seeking and love being patient. And I hope um, that I have spoken well on this and that you understand my heart when I'm talking about these things. Um, so just as I close, let's, let's have a look at this. Do we all get love in action right? Well, I know for sure that I am definitely a work in progress. I try, I sometimes succeed, and when I fail, I try my hardest to get back up again and try again. 
And I know that God sees that. God actually gave me this picture and he regularly reminds me when I'm like praying or something's happening in my life and he reminds me of this picture. So I'm going to share that picture with you tonight. That picture is this. There was a person walking just through this muddy terrain. It was just like, I don't know, been, I don't know, like stuck in the woods maybe or like a mud runner. It was a really muddy terrain. And the person just kept falling over and falling over and falling over. And they were getting to the point of just like giving up and turning back or just sitting, even just staying where they are, sitting in the muddy puddle. They were just fed up with trying to move forward through this mud, through all this stuff. But as I was thinking about this picture as God was showing it to me, I really felt the presence of God say about that person, please just keep getting up and move forward. Just dust yourself off and continue moving forward. Because you see this, if we are moving forward, we will get closer to Jesus. And the most amazing thing is, is that Jesus is so merciful. When you come to him, he is full of mercy, full of grace, full of love. And to, this is the last Bible verse that I'm going to share tonight. And I just think it wraps up everything that we've spoken to tonight about love in action. And it encourages me to love in action. And I hope it encourages you to love in action. You'll find this verse if you're taking notes in 1 John 3, verse 18 to 23 in the Passion Translation. Let me read this to you. It says this, Beloved children, our love cannot be an abstract theory we only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. We know that the truth lives within us because we demonstrate love in action which will reassure our hearts in his presence. Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience. And he knows everything there is to know about us. My delightfully loved friends, when our hearts don't condemn us, we have a bold freedom to speak face to face with God. And whatever we ask of him, we receive because we keep his commands. And by our beautiful intentions, we continue to do what brings pleasure to him. So, there, so these are his commands, that we continually place our trust in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and that we keep loving one another, just as he commanded us. For all who obey his commands, find their lives joined in union with him and he lives and flourishes in them. We know and have proof that he constantly lives and flourishes in us by the spirit that he has given us. Praise God. So, tonight, let us remember that the Holy Spirit has been given to us. He has been given to us to remind us of what Christ has said. He has been given, us, given to us to teach us, to prompt us, to guide us. So as we move forward on from tonight, let us be like Jesus, who looked towards the joy and let us look towards the joy of heaven as we live a life full of the fruit of the spirit love or love in action, as I personally like to call it. So let's close tonight in prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for teaching us tonight about love in action, part of love in action, Lord. Thank you that as we go through our week, that we will try and implement some of these things, Lord, that we will 
try to be kind or patient or not self-seeking or many other aspects of love from 1, 1 Corinthians 13, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask that you prompt us and guide us and help us this week um, to do this for your glory. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to speak and I pray, Lord, that this has just spoken to people's hearts, Lord, and that has encouraged them and empowered them. And for anyone who is waiting, Lord, I pray that they feel encouraged, that they feel that they know that you will never let them down. Lord, that you will never leave them nor forsake them, but you'll be with them all the, all the days, Lord. And I pray that you surround these people who are waiting and us who are trying out love in an action, Lord, with people who will encourage us to do so. Thank you, Jesus, for your greatness and for who you are. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope it was enjoyable. Um, make sure you um, check out FC Live on Sunday for Sunday morning's um, live broadcast. Don't forget, share it with your friends. That's a love in action. Share it with your friends. See, the more we share our Sunday broadcast, the more people get, um, the more people on YouTube, it helps. So um, I don't know what the fancy word is, but share it. My challenge in love in action tonight share not um share sunday night local but also share sunday morning facebook youtube share it with your friends um because you know it's a great morning to have so yes thank you so much for listening this was sunday night local and it will be back same time next week to continue on looking at the fruit of the spirit um yeah different ones probably joy next love joy i don't know i'm guessing love joy i think joy thank you so much have a great evening bye